This is Leave Your Mark. I'm Vince Cortez, and today's guest is Kwavi. She is a daughter, mother, entrepreneur, TV host, author, coach, and life co-creator. She is on a mission to empower women in their 50s and over to create the midlife of their dreams and change the world for the better. Kwavi, thank you for being my guest here today. Thank you for having me. Hi there, and welcome. Now it's time for America's favorite podcast, Leave Your Mark, with your host, Vince Cortez. If it's fly, loose fit it, it's Cortez. If freeze and chop is in it, it's Cortez. Leave Your Mark is about inspiring the world, one guess at a time. Pass the word from Brooklyn to Pittsburgh, from urban to suburb, it's Cortez, you heard? And here is our host, Vince Cortez. This is going to be really good, because... Your level of energy at which you bring, like that proverbial person that you hear about that lights up the room, we got her on the screen today for you folks. Get ready. This is this is as authentic as it gets right here. So the, what I want to do is get into it right away, where you're born and raised, and what was life like? All right. So I was born in England and I was there up until I was eight years old and we moved back to Nigeria. My dad is from Nigeria. So we moved back to Nigeria. And then after that, I went to middle and high school in Nigeria. Actually, my middle and high school was in boarding school. It was amazing. I had an amazing experience. Let me run back to the when your youth there. So you're born and raised in in uh, England and raised mm -hmm. in Nigeria. Your mom's name's Maria and yes. she's a homemaker and she's yes. raising three children. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're in the middle. You have an older brother, Joel, and a younger brother, Abel. So mm -hmm. life is moving forward here. Yeah. And your father, uh, mm -hmm. we share the same yes. father's experience. Mm -hmm. They're an administrator in education. Yeah. Yes. So uh, I can relate to some of the things that you'll share with <laughs> us later <laughs> about him. So yes. you have a great childhood. So what's your influence there with your mom and dad? I guess being an only girl, I had that extra privilege because I was the only girl. So I enjoyed that. And I had an amazing relationship with my brothers, even though I have to admit there were times I wish I had a girl in the house that I could play with. But to make that up, my mom would sometimes tell my brothers they didn't need to play with me so we'll they'll do the doll thing they'll play my girly games even though they didn't want to so it made it fun that I enjoyed my childhood great. you experienced a lot of love <laughs> that's just some good brothers too let me yes. tell you yeah. so now you go on now high school comes around and you get a federal mm -hmm. government girls college mm -hmm. and oh and you're graduating in Ori in mm -hmm. 1984 Mm -hmm. And you shared with me some of your interests were fashion shows, press team, travel, and you did not play any sports. So no. share with me the activities. What was going on in your life in that window? So for me, I, I guess I had this notion that, you know, sports wasn't girly. That was my notion back then, um, which is kind of interesting because years later, I became like all engrossed in health and wellness, started running marathons. But when I tell people I never played sports in high school, they look at me like, really? I'm like, yeah, no, I had no interest. No. Now share with me because this ties over here. You're at a young age in your teen years and you're liking fashion shows, press team uh, and travel. Like these are, uh, what drew you to fashion? I, I just had this, I guess my mom too, I could see the way she dressed that intrigued me. But I just had also this personal love with fashion. 
I love, you know, dressing up, you know, finding different things to make my mark. Like if, even if it was a regular outfit, I would do something to kind of make it me. I'd add something a little extra. And I enjoyed that. I actually, I love dressing up like till today. Like I work from home. I dress up every morning I and I'm in my home office. for the soul. I yeah. Mean, I would suggest that anything that you do, people should do because to carry the energy that you do, it all starts with your mindset. And yes. it's like you are in the right space all the time. And that's a credit to you. At this time in your life, you've been so habitual with this. I mean, you're just shining, just, you know, Thanks. so you're beaming. So now you're getting ready to graduate high school. You, you mm -hmm. got this unique experiences under your belt. So share with me what happens when life starts moving after you go through high school you're going to go into college here and yeah, you're going to do a levels and 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 west london university or university of west london what was interesting i made the decision because my you know we were living in nigeria at the time and i told my dad i said i really want to go back to england for college for university and at first they were kind of leery like why why can't you stay here because i mean education in Nigeria, I could have gotten a really good education there. And I was like, no, I want to go back to England. And so eventually they're like, okay, yeah, fine. I had an uncle who lived there. They're like, okay, you can go stay with him and his family. And so I decided, and I went back to England and then I had to do A-levels first. And then I got into university. Now you're going in computer science at this point. So yeah. And, and you shared with me, you go into extended education and master's and so forth. So share with me the, with the computer science influence. So let me, it was very, that's another interesting story. So I actually wanted to go to university to study travel and tourism, but it was highly competitive. And so they said, you know what, you can't get in. However, we have the computer science program that we've just started that we think would be a good fit for you. I'm like, okay. And that's how I got in to computer science. And it was amazing. I had an amazing time doing that. And I realized that my brain was very analytical. I liked trying to figure things out, like why they weren't working. And when we were coding, I'd, I'd stay, I was trying to figure out, okay, what's missing in the code. And I would never have even thought about it if it wasn't introduced to me, which is kind of interesting. Well, I think like when we have the proverbial calling, and the reality, a lot of people like, oh, they try to make a big puzzle of that. It's like, it's something that comes to you most easily and most naturally. And you're just like, frankly, you're in the flow because you were open to what was put in front of you. And yeah. then what was put in front of you, you were grateful for, you know, uh, and, and this happened at a very young age. I believe this is how your DNA was carved. You were just mm -hmm. made this way. Yeah. You know, and so now being open-minded to this computer science now you're slowly putting the pieces of the puzzle together of what you're going to turn into here later yes so and you don't know it because you went and got your master's mm -hmm. you know in the united states so now you're in three different countries mm -hmm. you're you're traveled you're definitely away from home <laughs> so you have a new life and what's going on in your life now so let me actually take us a little bit back before I got the master. So after graduating, I did an internship at an American company in England. And I thought, huh, this is nice. And so I thought to myself, why do I want to stay in England? I might as well just move to the States and work for an IT firm. Like they have more, way more companies in that field than in England. And so I made the decision and moved to Boston. 
Oh, geez. So Atlanta wasn't the first stop then. No. And that same intuitive hunch in Nigeria that took you to London brought you to the U.S. Exactly. Okay. Like, this is fantastic. <laughs> now, we're, now we're following the popcorn trail here. <laughs> <laughs> and then Atlanta comes up because I decided to come to Atlanta for the Olympics in 96 oh that was really cool time too yes nigeria was playing in the finals against argentina for soccer and i thought huh i need to go so i decided to go i had some friends we all all traveled out to come watch the game and while in atlanta i was like this is a cool place maybe i might need to move here and i kind of thought about it and within three weeks i moved to atlanta Now, were you, did you change your jobs or what, what happened? Yeah, but see, back then, it was easy, especially in computer science. They, they were always jobs. I got a job before. I had two job, two job offers before I moved within three weeks. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, I moved and I had a job waiting for me. And yeah, I moved to Atlanta. Connect with us on LinkedIn. Be our friend on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You are listening to to Vince Cortez. We just want you to leave your mark. Now, you're you're married uh, for 22 years. Where do you meet your husband? And you're also a mother. So share with me briefly on that part of your story. All right. So that's another interesting part of my life. So we were introduced. So I, my very good friend who I met in England is married to my current husband's cousin. And so they got together and thought these people will be a great match. And so they gave him my number and he called me. And to be honest with you, we fell in love over the phone. Like we spoke for probably about a month before we even saw each other. Wow. And then no. probably three months after that, he proposed and that was it. Oh, man. Now, yeah. where was he residing in Atlanta at this time? He, no, he was in New York. And he moved from New York to Atlanta. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Eventually. Wow. Okay. So that happens fast. Now, what happens then after that? You get two kids? Yeah. So we get married. We have two kids. And then I said, you know what? I really want to go back and do my master's program because I'd wanted to do it even before I got married, but I kept pushing it off. And then I said, you know what? Listen, I already have the two kids. I can't wait for them to get older before I do this. I might as well do it now. And so, yeah, I went ahead and did my master's. This is great. You know, what's so exciting about this is you have no blockage at all. Like you have a thought, (laughs) it's strong enough and you just act on it. And this is is how life goes down. You got to keep fertilizing the flower. You know what I mean? Just keep putting stuff in. Yep. Okay. So now, um, You've turned into a whole bunch of things here. I mean, you're a TV host, you're an author, you're a coach, you are carving a niche in the health and wellness pro-aging movement. And I need Mm -hmm. for you to share with me, for those that don't know or haven't heard of that, what you're doing. And so what I'm doing is I am giving women the opportunity to really decide for themselves how they want to age. And that could mean that they want to start right now to go back to school, right? And it could be anything. Like I'm interviewing a woman in a few weeks who is 50 years old and she's in medical school. And those are the kind of stories I want to share. I want to let women know that it is not too late and they're not too old to go after their dreams. And I also want to kind of change this industry's view of that kind of insinuates that women over 50 want to look younger, That is not, that's 
a misconception. There might be some women that are like that, but there are lots of women who want to age the way they are. They're not interested in trying to look youthful. They're not interested in trying to be younger again. They just want to age at the age that they're in. That's when they're the most beautiful. Yeah. You're allowing what's inside of you to come out. It's like, I don't know. I've heard some of the, you can have an individual that's physically not attractive to look at, but what's coming out of them makes them gorgeous. And you're encouraging this. I I think this is a wonderful thing. And I, I, and also changing this whole negative narrative around because you're aging, you no longer matter. You no longer have value. You, you matter and you value because you simply exist and no one can really change that. But I think a lot of women sometimes just because of the messaging they're getting from society, they can feel that they no longer matter. And I want women to know that that's not true. Well, your global experience makes you more than an expert on this because you've experienced three different cultures of how women are perceived. And instead of being scathed by any of it, you've been empowered. So you're incredible inspiration. And in being in the position of what you're doing is this is fantastic. Three years before I became 50, I decided to interview other women who are already in their 50s. And I chose women who I thought were doing amazing things. And I just wanted to interview them so they could give me some advice about myself going into this golden age. And I would say... 80% of the women that I interview describe themselves as invisible. And that was just Mm. heartbreaking to me. I was like, what? And so I decided to go and do some research. And it's actually a thing. Women in their 50s and over now begin to feel that their lives no longer matter and they have no value and they don't have anything to offer. And I thought, we need to change this. And so prior to that, I was actually working as um, a health and wellness coach. And I just decided, you know what, I was going to change my niche and I was going to focus on giving women the permission to shine in this new age that they're in, like Mm -hmm. in their 50s, 60s and 70s and beyond. I wanted them to go after their goals and dreams, regardless of what it was, because I really still believe that they're at this point where they can still do so much. You lived in three different countries and in the different cultures. Now, I'm a big advocate of. I think that we have these, what I call cultural dogmas and Mm -hmm. these women feeling invisible to me are byproducts of things that were passed down generation after generation of who a woman is, what she is, and they're defining them. And then we living in those arenas or those windows, take them on. And it sounds like you've come across them. So, you know, share with me a little bit, how, how different is it say from Europe or from uh, Nigeria or t- into the United States. There's, those are yeah. different climates. Yeah. And I definitely agree that it's different um, because in Nigeria, women, as they get older, you know, they're looked up to you, 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 you know, like you're the elders of society. The they have big parties when you turn 50, like huge parties, like it's a celebration. That's exciting. And- And, you know, I don't see that here as much. Now I do see some, but not as much. And I think that does have an effect on, you know, like how you think about aging. And then it doesn't help that we live, at least in the United States, I can say for sure, we live in a very youth obsessed society that kind of pushes, you need to be younger, you need to look more youthful. And that's the message that we get constantly. I mean, look at TV. How many times do you see a woman over 50 in ads? Even though we're buying cars, we're going on vacation, we're doing all these different things, but they tend to use younger people to sell these products. 
in this stage, so you change your niche. So we're getting an idea. You're, you're nothing's more attractive than an individual on a mission, and you're on a mission. So how are you fulfilling it? So I'm doing it. A lot of it is on social media. I also have a YouTube channel called Fifty Shades of Over Fifty, and on my show, I actually interview different women who are in their 50s and over doing amazing things, who have inspiring stories to share. And I do that because I know there are women out there that have no one around them that are doing these things. And so if they can listen to these stories, they can be inspired and say, wow, she's doing it. She's in the 60s, she's in the 70s, she's doing that. Why can't I do that? I can do that too. And so that is the messaging that I, I want to send that because society isn't going to share the stories of women in that age group. So I want to do that. I believe you're going to trigger a movement um, because the reality is, is I think in a society, especially with the internet and the passing, you and I are both old enough to have seen the whole brick and mortar world. And this is a completely different world moving forward. So why do we need to bring those old cultural dogmas with us? Women can recreate themselves and their meaning. Men can recreate themselves and their meaning. And it's like, we have as many chances in this life as we choose to give ourselves. Yes. You don't have one chance. You don't have, oh, you got the second chance. If you want to get up off the ground and try until you're not around here anymore, that's how many tries you'll get. That's exactly it. Yes. So totally agree. now that we know what excites you, <laughs> <laughs> I want, I wanted to get into your head and share your little vision with me. Where do you see yourself with what you're doing in three years from now? So my goal is to actually have a YouTube show, a ch sorry, not a YouTube show, to move my YouTube show onto a show that's either on Netflix or Hulu, where I'm interviewing more women on a global scale and sharing their stories. This is going down. I see yes. this all happening. <laughs> I'm like understanding it now. It's going down. <laughs> If you are listening from Australia, Florida, or just from around the corner. From East Coast to West Coast outlets, if you're not into the dirty South straight, make a left body body. Contact us. Leave your mark with your host, Vince Cortez. This is exciting. So now, what is your strategy? How are you going to roll this out? So it's coming over and the content, you want to share a little bit of like... We want to marinate in this. Yeah. And so like what I'm doing now is I'm doing it on YouTube, but my goal is when it goes to either Netflix or Hulu, I want to get brands to notice us because you know what? We have purchasing power. And so this is a win-win situation for them and for us. Like we need to showcase, they need to showcase us in ads and then we can share our stories on a global scale. Like these stories need to be heard. And the, the interesting thing about all of this is it's not only helping women in my generation, but guess who is also helping? The younger generation so that they can see for themselves like, oh, look at what these women are doing in these ages. I have something to look forward to because yeah. right now they don't know that. They don't see that yeah. because they have no images around them that even support that. So the message then is that our current media is really under siege. I see these things happening. We're watching it all over. I mean, like you, the biggest one is Amazon and shopping will never be the same. Then we see stuff like Uber, you know, and it's like the reality is, is the big screen is being challenged and the television for sure with the likes of YouTube and TikTok and things of this that are yes. budding. So you're coming through the new venue where there, that youthful interest is and those people that want to get on with life because it's e-commerce now. There is yeah. no commerce, really. It's e-commerce. Yeah. yeah. 
So I like that too. I, I think that this is definitely going to uh, happen. Now, um, as far as then inside your content, um, do you have any strategies, tips, or tactics that because you're a coach? Yeah. And so share with me some of the things that you do to help get these people, these women in this mindset that they can cut themselves loose. Yeah. And before I go into that, I want to just mention something that you said, which I think is kind of interesting. You mentioned, you know, now YouTube and TikTok. And for me, I have women, my audience is typically women in their fifties and over. And TikTok is where I have my largest audience. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell people that all the time, like I have most of my clients come through TikTok. That's it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. So in yeah. TikTok, what, you, you don't get much time on there, right? That's like a 60 second video. Or yeah. Less. Oh, listen, I'm going to tell you, I hardly have any videos that are 60 seconds. Most of my videos are probably between eight and 10 seconds. Oh, wow. what I've been able to do is I know what women my age are looking for. I know the words to put out that can attract them because no one is talking about women are my age. Most times it's, you know, they're sharing stuff for the youth. And so I know what they want. I know what they're looking for. And I, so I know the words to put on there that like, Oh, that's me. Oh, you're talking about me. Thank mm -hmm. you. Uh, and so, yeah, but you did ask me the question about how I help my clients. And essentially the way I help my clients is I go like when a client presents to me, they can't, whatever it is they're trying to overcome, whether it's they don't have time to do this or they're not sure if they can do this because they think they're older or, you know, they don't think it's appropriate or whatever the reason is. I always go down to the root cause, which is their thoughts. Like, why are you choosing to think that you're not able to do this? And where is that stemming from? Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest with you. I would say 80% of the time, the thought is along the lines of, I don't think I'm good enough. Mm -hmm. And that's how I help them. I help them to think, okay, so why are you choosing to think you're not good enough? Is it because you don't have this, this, and this? I'm like, but you've done these other things in the past. When you start something new, your brain is going to let you know that, oh, this is something you haven't done before and give you all these thoughts, but you can still, even if you have those thoughts, we can't use those thoughts to prevent us from going forward. And yeah. the thing is, it's so easy for us to do things for other people. When it comes to ourselves, we have doubts. I'm like, come on now, you've done this before. How mm. about you just challenge yourself and just do it and see what happens? Yes, I love it. <laughs> Now, you are a busy woman, and we have had some technical difficulties today, so I have to get this in before this computer or this internet does something <laughs> funny again. Um, how would you like to leave your mark? How would you like to be remembered? I really want to be remembered as the woman that said, you're never too old, and it's not too late to go after your dreams. I want to be known as that person. You know, and I don't care if you're 80, 90, 99, over 100. I want you to, you know, think. And when you think about that, you're like, yeah, Kwame said I'm not too late. I'm not too old and it's not too late. I'm going to go ahead and do it. That's what I want to be remembered for. I love it. A woman of action. That's what I like. <laughs> and she's enjoying every step of the way. I don't think that smile could get any bigger. I am. I'm loving it. I, I'm just great. thankful for the opportunity. 
Yeah. I thank you for being on here. This was is a sheer joy listening to you and your mindset and, and you bring in your energy. It, it was just a joy to have you on. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to Leave Your Mark today. Tune into our next episode of Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez. Be blessed. You just left your mark. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Listen to more episodes on demand. Just click Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez.